Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. Now's your chance to get the last of the Resolution Radio Blood Teams. Only a few left available before we try to do a reorder. This has been a high-selling item, and we really appreciate everyone's support in getting this shirt and showing their pride as well as showing their heritage. Nothing counts more than blood. Get yours today from Resolution Radio for only $25 plus $5 shipping and handling. It really helps the network improve, and you really get a great product to showcase what you truly believe in. Nothing counts more than blood. Only from Resolution Radio at ResolutionRDO.com. Send check, money order, or well-concealed cash to Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. That's Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Today we call it bone broth, and for thousands of years our ancestors enjoyed its benefits before it became lost to our modern diets of processed junk. We are now introducing Caveman by InfoWarsLife.com, the ultimate in true paleo nutrition with bone broth, turmeric root, chaga mushroom, and seven total primal superfoods in a single great-tasting formula. Caveman. It's those people living in the wilds having to actually build civilization that are our superior ancestors, and we need to do everything we can to recapture that. Every Everyone knew that you used all the parts of the animal. You used the meat for sustenance, the fat for cooking, but you used the bones for strength. From the outside structure full of minerals and key cofactors to the marrow that produces the blood for the body, this is the engine of the life essence. I'm a long way from the caveman my ancestors were, but I'm sure as hell trying to get back to that essence that made us what we were, and this is a big part of it. I know you're going to want to check out Caveman Ultimate Paleo Formula for yourself and ForwardsLife.com today. Is there a count somewhere? You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 Resolution RDO.com. With the 5G microwave towers coming up and things starting to look ugly, uh, I started to you know, connect more dots on how the camera infrastructure is going to be uh, expanded. They're going to collect data. This is much more than surveillance. So people should know that whenever a camera goes up, it's not for your safety. For your security, it is to collect data on every human being, every object, every automobile, every activity in the world. So they're putting up these uh, cameras as an all-seeing eye. And so I think that's where people should start to look within their neighborhoods, within at intersections when they're driving, and look at all the major retailers. Every single major retail store from Walmart to 
target to, you know, Home Depot, they've started to put cameras. Uh, they're tracking you throughout the store and they're collecting data on you and what you're buying. And your carbon credits are being updated in real time. You're not being told that, but that system has already started. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly from katedalyradio.com. I am so glad that you are listening in right now because you need to listen to this hour. I can't express that enough. This hour is going to tell you what is, what is coming in the parts and the pieces that you need to understand, how they're developing this country um, with tech, with facial recognition, with geofencing, all of that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna understand this by the end of this hour with my guest computer scientist and veteran silicon valley camera and image specialist aman jabi and hopefully you're going to get sort of the the takeaways of the great reset surveillance strategies that are underway right now and he is uh going to be talking about the vaccine passport the digital identity how social credit system is actually being built here in the west and then, of course, central bank digital currency. We might get into all of that. Who knows how far we'll go? And I also just want to say thank you to Aman for coming on and talking about this. Uh, welcome, Aman Jabi. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Kate. How are you? Absolutely. You know, you have um, you have been the, one of the, the most instrumental uh, people in putting in the camera imaging into the cell phones. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is this is why you're talking out about this, why you're talking about where this technology leads us. This technology that's been developed in the camera phones is very, very interesting and fascinating when it comes to the overall kind of scope of what's happening right now, facial recognition and all the rest. Why are you speaking out? What 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 prompted you to speak out and 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 tell people exactly what's going on with this? Uh, I think at a very high level, uh, I'm a lover of freedom and liberty. And whenever I see uh, that being infringed, you know, I speak up. And given the fact that I came from Silicon Valley and I developed uh, and helped develop a lot of the tech that's being used, unfortunately, now for surveillance, even though I was working on consumer electronics, I started to connect the dots over the years. And then when COVID was announced, everything, you know, all the entire big picture came you know, and fitted in perfectly. And so as a result of which, you know, it was my, um, it's, it, it has to be done. The information needs to be shared with the world so that the world can, you know, act accordingly. For sure. So let's, let's dive in. Um, when you're talking, you give presentations all over the country about this. And uh, let me say, there, there's, we hear all the buzzwords, vaccine passport, digital identity, social credit system, um, obviously the central bank digital currency. Where do you want to start? What do you want people to understand first about what is coming and how they do it? I think uh, let, let's start from the fact that what people can actually see with their eyes. And okay. I was in China in 2019 fall. Uh, for an optical international optics conference and i was shocked this was in shenzhen which is kind of one of the ultimate smart cities that has already been built i was shocked at the amount of surveillance infrastructure that was already in place and people were getting 
packed in real time with all sorts of cameras, both uh, you know license plate readers, face recognition cameras, infrared cameras, and so much more. And this was at intersections on their roads when they were driving, whether they were entering a building, inside conference rooms, everywhere. So it kind of dawned on me that I had started to see some of that in U.S. airports over the years, especially since 9-11. And then so my antennas went up when I returned to America, and I was extremely uh, fine-tuned to seeing any infrastructure going up. And of course, uh, you know, with the 5G microwave towers coming up and things started to look ugly, uh, I started to, you know, connect more dots on how the camera infrastructure is going to be uh, expanded. They're going to collect data. This is much more than surveillance. So people should know that whenever a camera goes up, it's not for your safety or your security. It is to collect data on every human being, every object, every automobile, every activity in the world. So they're putting up these uh, cameras as an all-seeing eye. And so I think that's where people should start to look within their neighborhoods, within at intersections when they're driving, and look at all the major retailers. Every single major retail store from Walmart to Target to you know Home Depot, they've started to put cameras. Uh, they're tracking you throughout the store, and they're collecting data on you and what you're buying. And your carbon credits are being updated in real time. You're not being told that, but that system has already started. So I think the surveillance infrastructure of data collection is the first thing people need to understand. And then I can move to a concept called smart cities. So what they are building, and this is when I say they, this whole agenda is coming from the United Nations. The United Nations, uh, in the name of climate action and climate change, they have something called the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. And it's really important that you know people educate themselves on the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. They sound really cute. They sound innocuous and good for the planet, but they use inversion language. And they're using the SDGs or the Sustainable Development Goals in order to implement a smart city agenda where at the high level, the smart cities are about collecting data for optimal efficiency of movement and people within cities to keep them safe and secure, to provide them with optimal energy, to keep people from being hungry, et cetera, et cetera. But really, these smart cities with the cameras, sensors, LED lights, and microwave towers are all interconnected as part of a 5G and 6G platform where a smart city is really an invisible concentration camp for those who cannot see the cameras. And for those who cho choose to see the cameras and the infrastructure, it's not invisible at all. So these smart cities are really human containment zones or concentration camps. And they've already started to have discussions in many, many parts of the world, particularly in UK, Canada, and Australia, about 15-minute cities. So the goal is to limit the movement of people to 15 minutes from where they live. And anytime you want to go beyond that, you have to take permission. And in Oxford in UK, they introduced the 15-minute cities, which they plan to put into effect in 2024. And uh, you are only allowed to leave your district uh, twice a week. And even for leaving your district twice a week, you have to get a permission. So that's where we are going with the surveillance and data collection infrastructure, which is going to be really a smart city infrastructure, which are going to be prison camps. The people should understand 
all the chaos that they're doing with the prison system and uh, about, uh, you know, the social justice for prisoners or prison reform that they've been talking about for years. And it has nothing to do with prison reform. They want to release all the prisoners, put them into smart cities, and then make every human being a prisoner in smart cities. All jails and prisons will be closed in a few quarters. So this is where the agenda is going with smart cities. Yes. In fact, in my state, people might not realize this, but just Google your state and 15-minute city. They already started building one of these in, in our city. And ironically enough, they moved a prison, took the property, and then now they started building it in my state of Utah. I mean, we have a complete Nimrod uh, governor who licks Biden's boots any chance he gets. And so this 15-minute city is going in. And this might be going on in, in, in your state, too, wherever you're listening to this show from. So realize that we're seeing the cities play out in real time that are ahead of the game and already already implemented, but there are ones being built all over all over the place, correct? That's right. Every country in the world is implementing it, some faster than others. Pretty much every city will eventually build it. Uh, it's very easy to go and Google and get the list of all the sm- cities that have already signed up to be smart cities, and they're getting tons and tons of infrastructure money from the feds uh, and it's being printed and essentially the currency is being diluted in order to build our own prison camps and also destroy the, cur- the currency for every uh, you know central bank in the world and uh, i can also now in the in the next phase i will link up smart cities to your face and your digital id and to the central banking digital currency Wow. And that's where the camera technology that Amon worked on is is leading us to. And I also wanted to say these cameras went up, the 5G towers went up with um, right in the middle of the bloated fake COVID pandemic because, of course, we were preoccupied with it. And so it seems, you know, they always want a dual a dual thing coming in so that we are preoccupied. Don't fight the cameras. Don't see what's going on. And even in your state of Montana, you saw all of these uh, new lights go up on the highways, camera systems. We'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. The cavalry has arrived. Ultimate bone broth is the strongest, highest quality chicken-based bone broth you're gonna find with all of the effects for your joints, your bones, your muscles, your heart, but more importantly, your immune system. Everybody knows about grandma and chicken broth. Well, this is concentrated chicken broth, the strongest out there with chaga mushroom and a whole bunch of other ingredients like turmeric, the list goes on and on. This is definitely the strongest, best bone broth out there and your purchase supports the Info War, a 360 win. If you've not experienced bone broth, and even the regular ones have great effects, Believe me, you want to get InfoWars Life Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, it'll take an hour to tell you all the great stuff about it. Just go to InfoWarsTore.com, read the facts there, and then order some, and you can't lose. It's nutritive, it empowers your body, it's great for your immune system, bones and joints, and it funds the InfoWar. So, Ultimate Bone Broth, now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com for 25% off. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly from KateDalyRadio.com. I have a special guest in this hour. You really need to pay attention because... All that's being talked about, these are the steps being implemented right now. And it's not some futuristic thing. It is now. In fact, let's talk about facial recognition technology with my guest, Aman Jabi, who is a computer scientist and veteran Silicon Valley camera and image specialist on the Great Reset Surveillance Strategies. Let's talk facial recognition, Aman. 
Yeah, so I just finished talking about you know, the smart cities and the infrastructure. Uh, before I talk about facial recognition, I want to introduce a concept called the digital identity or the digital ID. And I read about it in a 2018 World Economic Forum uh, paper. And for those who are not familiar with the World Economic Forum, it's a private corporation, just like the United Nations. Uh, they published a paper uh, on the digital ID where they said that this is a new social contract in the chapter of the world. It's a social contract that nobody has asked for and nobody signed up for, but they want to plant a digital ID on everything, every object, every person in the world. And this digital ID is going to be linked to your biometrics and specifically your face. So in order to access things in life in the future, once the digital ID system comes into play, you will need your face or biometrics to unlock access to your bank account, to the internet, to getting food, to go shopping, to drive your car, to start your car, to pay your taxes, everything in life, right? And so this digital ID is linked to your face primarily. And this is done through facial recognition technologies. And these technologies are usually sold to us like the carrots. So when Apple came out with the face ID to lock your, unlock your phone, it was really convenient because now you don't have to press a four or six digit code on your phone every time you want to unlock it. And so, these technologies come in as carrots, but then downstream, these technologies are used as sticks to basically enslave you downstream. So people should be very aware when they sign on to new devices and new technologies. So facial recognition technology is linked to your digital ID. And on the other side of the digital ID is linked to a new type of uh, currency called the central banking digital currency. And most countries in the world, if not all, are right now in the process of finalizing what their CBDC is going to be. So let me break down what CBDC is. Uh, it's going to be a new type of digital currency. It's not going to base, be based on the value you create or the value you exchange with other people who create value, just like you know today's currency is mostly. It will be linked to three components. Uh, one is your carbon tracker or your carbon score based on what you use and what you consume, where you drive, how far you drive, etc. The other is going to be a social credit, which has already been unveiled in China. And they're already computing our social credits and carbon credits already in the US. It's not that it hasn't started. They just haven't given us an app to tell us that we have a, a social score and a carbon score. They're also tracking everybody's medical history, and in particular, your COVID jab status and your booster status. So the long-term goal, once the CBDC is unveiled, it will be used to enslave you because it's a currency of compliance. It's not a currency based on the value you create. And once the cash, the current fiat currencies like the US dollar are hyperinflated and lose all value ultimately, you will be required to move to the CBDC. Uh, and it's... It is the responsibility and for every freedom-loving person to not sign on to the digital ID and not sign on to the CBDC system and start thinking differently as opposed to becoming a slave. What I call is we are now in the process of transitioning from a debt slavery system to an identity slavery system. 
And so it's really important to get out of both these systems and try and find a better world. And Absolutely. I think one of the other things that, yeah, go ahead. No, geofencing. I was just going to talk about that. Because, yeah, they started using that yeah, with the uh, Amber system. Okay. Uh, with what system, sorry? The Amber Alert system. They were using it in my state to override the system to use it for surveillance. I live near a border. And so if you got close to the border, you got an alert on your phone. And so the geofencing aspect is, a, is another part of this. Uh, you might want to speak about that. Sure. So geofencing is a term essentially, uh, literally it means an invisible fence beyond which an object or a person cannot go, right? So it's an invisible fence around you. So it's like, it's how the implementation of your 15-minute city and your smart cities and the prison is going to be done. But how is it actually done, right? Uh, how is it implemented? The smart cities, another integral part of smart cities is LED lighting. So people should be aware of how many LED smart lights and smart poles that have been put up in neighborhoods and cities and downtowns and in, even on highways and freeways all around the country and the world. And these LED lights are not innocuous. They are essentially full-blown computers and they are wireless nodes of the smart city infrastructure and network. They communicate with each other wirelessly as well as some of the major ones, they communicate with fiber optics underground, which are then connected to the 5G microwave towers. So it's all part of the infrastructure and with the sensors that are attached to these smart lights, and the cameras that are in retail stores and intersections and in public roads, they basically form this entire network of surveillance and data collection. So one of the key things to understand is that data is the lifeblood of smart cities or concentration camps. So they are just sucking up all the data. They're tracking you. They're scoring you. They're analyzing you. They're monitoring you. They're monetizing you and they are managing you. So really think about what I'm saying and revisit the video later if you have to. And so geofencing is the ability of artificial intelligence based on your behavior and compliance, which is directly connected to your central banking digital currency to shut you off, to limit your movements and to cut off your currency if you are not compliant and your currency won't work where they don't want it to work. So that is essentially geofencing in like two minutes. And they are also, there's a concept in cybersecurity called zero trust. And zero trust is an, a kind of an underlying mechanism by which geofencing is actually implemented. So the default is we don't trust you. So as a US citizen, you are effectively a criminal and an enemy of the state. We don't trust you. And in order for you to do anything in life, from drink, getting a glass of water to buying beef to getting into your car to driving to Lake Tahoe or wherever you're going, you have to keep proving to us that you're a good doobie and you have to have enough credits on your central banking digital currency through compliance to the state and the state being artificial intelligence. Wow. We're going to head off to a break in just a moment. But in uh, the word on the street is that May or June, they might try to 
come up with a new blovid uh, so that they can have a diversion to be able to put in the next layer of digital currency, maybe screw up the accounts in the United States, probably blame it on Russia as they usually do. And then um, we'll be carrying out that false flag to implement another stage of this. And maybe maybe you can speak to that when we get back. But they always have to have a diversion. That way you, people don't fight it. But the, through the chaos, you'll want to have that in place, right? That's what they think we'll want. We'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show with Amon Jabi. You're not going to want to miss this next segment. Back here with you on The Alex Jones Show. I, uh, I want to, I just lost my earpiece, but <laughs> that stuff kind of happens, doesn't it, when you're live? Listen, my guest is Amon Jabi, and what an amazing, uh, amazing whistleblower, silicon whistleblower. And let me tell you, um, as he worked on the cell phone camera technology, he has a lot to say about facial recognition, as it will be the the tool to monitor, track, also to uh, let you know who's coming, who's going, and also you know Ukraine. I've I've wondered how much money is being diverted over there and money laundered into creating a smart country. The country on a hill. There's been new video that has come out where the money going to hack puppet Zelensky is more about uh, not more, but a part, a portion of that going toward a smart country, smart city to rebuild. You know the rebuilding efforts uh, that the government likes to do. When they rebuild, they rebuild it into the smart city that they were desiring four years ago as they were announcing that. Just something to think about. But as they transform all of this, the ESG uh, social credit scoring system is in play right now for companies that if you invest in woke companies and you take those pension funds and you invest them into woke companies, you know, you get a better score. So it's already in play. And those are the kinds of things that are already here that we're already dealing with uh, facial recognition, all of it. I think we just don't realize how implemented it really is. And, and like Amon said, when you start to see these lights pop up on the most desolate streets, these LED lights, um, these street lights, all of these things that are being implemented and going up and we don't connect the dots enough. So Amon talking about, um, you know, the, the facial recognition and that camera technology is instrumental, right? In the way that it was done for facial recognition, correct? Because everybody thinks, oh, I have a camera on my phone to take photos, but it was much more than that. Yeah, it's, it was basically, again, as I said, you know, the technology creeps in for consumer uh, convenience and safety and security. But it's, most of these technologies have a diabolical, uh, you know, end game attached to it. And uh, we in Silicon Valley, you know, I was there for over 25 years. You know, we are building tech that the consumers love and enjoy, you know, from video games to video streaming and cameras and photography and so much more. And it does help the consumers, but then it's ultimately used to enslave them. Um, but you brought up ESG. Uh, I don't know how many people really understand how, what is ESG and how it's implemented, but it stands for environmental, social, and governance. And it is how corporations are being used as the police to enforce the green agenda from the sustainable development goals. So every corporation gets a higher score if they are aligned to the SDGs. On the environmental side, they will only choose suppliers that are further, you know, working towards the SDGs. If they choose suppliers that are not adhering to the SDGs, their ESG score will go down. So it's a sort of, uh, you know, corporate communitarianism, uh, so to speak. And communitarianism is a interesting word. I was introduced to that word only about a year ago, even though I'd read about it, I've never really studied it, but it's a way to 
you know, take the take the worst of communism and the worst of crony capitalism and assign a predetermined solution in a sense. And that is where the world is heading. Uh, and it's not going to be done by, you know, people with guns. It's going to be enforced. It's becoming a, it's going to become a snitch society. And corporations are being used as the front for public-private partnerships. So it sounds really nice. So it's as if the government is leveraging the the wealth of corporations in order to do all these good things in the world. And ESG also, uh, the social aspect of ESG is about the narratives. So Black Lives Matter, you know, LGBTQ funding, what all type of advertisements they do, the consumer companies and stuff. And governance stands for what all systems and uh, departments they have in place in, internally in their corporations to enforce the E and S aspects of the agenda. Wow. And AI? So um, there's a lot. You broke up, sorry. You broke uh, you want to talk to uh, talk about up. the AI coming in? The AI coming in is uh, crucial yeah, the, to so this the, too. The, exactly. So there are. This is what. So what's what's being done right now is a digital transformation. So if people read papers coming from the World Economic Forum as well as corporate speak and read, uh, you know, papers from uh, consulting companies like McKinsey and Deloitte and you will see a digital transformation is taking place. And what is a digital transformation? It is not about going, taking analog signals and digitizing them. The digital transformation is about conditional access. Remember I talked to you about zero trust? So conditional access is about whether you can or cannot. And by default, you, we have zero trust and you cannot access anything and you have to have that currency of compliance through your face and face recognition to access something. So it all ties in. It all ties in. Wow. Uh, all right. So people out there are probably wondering what they're going to do. Right now, you'd like to probably be in a bunker when you're hearing all of this, and I understand that. The rural communities in the Rockefeller Report of 2010 stated that, you know, if you lived in a rural community, your internet access would be limited or halted. You'd have the te most terrible aspects of life living, trying to live off of this type of 15-minute sector idea and that living rurally would be so much harder. You wouldn't have the benefits, but you certainly maybe could live outside the system. I don't know. Uh, you should live out of outside the system if you don't want to be an eternal slave. It's not going to be easy. It requires a lot of courage, ingenuity, and strong networks in your local areas, uh, and a lot more. So, you know, we have a right. choice that's going to come up in a year or two or less or more, depending on where you are, is do you want to enter this you know, new slavery system of perpetual compliance and limited mobility, or do you want to find ways to resist and fight it? And while the fight is not going to be easy, the more people that wake up and rise up and come together in local areas, I am of the belief that it can be undone. It's not going to be easy, but it can be done. And, you know, over here in uh, 
Northwest Montana, we are trying to raise awareness as much as possible and see what we can do here. Right. I mean, it, it would be very difficult. You'd have to set up a barter system. There would have to be a lot of people. And I think right now, while they're so busy implementing all of these things, we should be so busy really uh, in, in more of an underground way, developing cities that will work for us without all of this. And I, like you said, there's always ways where we're a people that that obviously we can think, we can put things together and maybe it's a little more on the down low, but we need to be implementing some strategy and some plans because they're awfully busy implementing their own strategies and they're putting them in daily. You see more and more towers going up, 6G coming. You see more and more surveillance kicking in and you don't see any of the politicians fighting it on any realm whatsoever. Both sides are in on this. Yeah, those are just two heads of the same snake. So it's not even worth discussing politics. But I think right. it's important to understand they are not putting this, these systems together. The systems are already in place. All they are doing is pulling back the curtains and step by step unveiling it in a slow and steady timeline so that most people who are not aware of what's going on, they don't really see it as obvious things happening. Right. So right. And it's sim simple and things it's like they use QR codes. They use QR codes yeah. earlier and people don't understand how QR codes are used and they scan the QR codes and they don't Not understand true. that these QR codes have are tracking you and they will be used to geofence you later downstream. So absolutely. It's, uh, it, the systems are already in place. We're going to come right back with Iman Jabi and uh, talk about a few more things you might want to be aware of as well. There's so much to understand on this because, like you said, it's there and now it's starting to be peeled back so you can see it. And it is scary. It is scary what they've been busy doing and implementing to work against us with zero trust. It's the Patriot Act. You're a criminal until otherwise noted. We'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. The good news is the real Red Pill Plus, after over two years being sold out because the key ingredients were not available with supply chain breakdowns, is finally back in stock in the last month. The bad news is we need a limited run of it and it's almost sold out. So we're in late January when I'm cutting this, only seven days left to get the real Red Pill Plus with all the key ingredients like Preglinone and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Whether you're old or young, black or white, it doesn't matter, you need to experience Real Red Pill Plus. It's proprietary. It's amazing. I learned about it from a research scientist and a medical doctor who had a similar formula five years ago. We simply made it stronger and we have great reviews from listeners. Get the Real Red Pill Plus for a limited time. It's about to end at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. You need to try the Real Red Pill Plus right now. Plus, it funds the InfoWar. The only way we fail is if you don't take action. Real Red Pill Plus, now available at 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com for only a few more days. Welcome back to this last segment in, of this hour on The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly from katedalyradio.com. My guest is Amon Jabi, whistleblower, Silicon Valley, talking about where the tech takes us, the AI, everything. I first want to ask you, though, Puke Ray Technology, P-U-K-E. Did you want to speak to that for just a moment? What is that? Sure. Just but before I speak to that, I don't consider myself a whistleblower. I, I'm not blowing any whistles. I can be 
called an insider, having worked in Silicon Valley for well over two decades. But uh, Pukre is somebody from Vancouver had sent me a photograph, uh, you know, almost 10 months ago. And I this, these were these strange looking lights that were installed all over their city. And I dug deeper and came across a project that DHS had funded uh, an optical communications in company uh, about 15 years ago. And it was called the LED incapacitator. And it was given the name Pucre. So what it works is it has, uh, it has LED, uh, red, green, and blue LED lights in them. And they can be manipulated at a very, very high frequency and different colors can be generated. And by the time a human brain and eye adapts to one color, the colors will change. And imagine doing this millions of times a second. So your brain basically cannot adapt to that and it can cause intracranial pressure and spinal damage and it will cause nausea at the very least and it could eventually kill a person. So these are technologies that have been funded by you know, big brother, three letter agencies. And this, this tech was then taken to Penn State about 10 years ago uh, into a new department that was formed. And I don't know well, how far ahead or how fine-tuned that technology is. But it's a good point you brought up because it's important to understand that these LED lights that have been sold to the public for energy conservation in the name of climate action, they are actually extremely nefarious. They are harmful for human health. They are really bad for your eyesight and can cause retinal damage and a whole lot more. And many of these LED lights have been retrofitted with, uh, you know, 400 volt type of antennas in them, as well as many of them have drone charging stations at the top. So the future is not looking good because there's going to be aerial drone police and autonomous drones that are going to be buzzing all over the world, you know, and giving instructions like they've started in Chinese, Chinese cities already. So that's you wow. pray for you. Okay. And can incapacitate humans, be weaponized is your probably your overall point on that. And they can use those anytime, but we don't realize the kinds of lights they're putting in. And I'm so glad you're covering that. Let's talk about AI um, because AI a little bit deeper because AI is such a big portion of this. And we don't realize, we don't realize how much has already been done with AI because we're probably ahead about 50 years than what we actually realize. I think where we are right now. Right. So artificial intelligence or AI is, as I was talking about the digital transformation, there are five pillars to the digital transformation, and I'll try and make it non-technical for the average listener. But there's the Internet of Things or IoT that I think is quite prevalent in today's lingo. So the Internet of Things are the nodes like cameras and sensors that are connected to the Internet on a 5G or a 6G network. The data collected from these nodes or the IOTs goes to the cloud. So the cloud is the second pillar of the transformation where the data is stored. And then AI is all the smart algorithms that are running on the, in the cloud on the data, parsing the data, analyzing the data, logging the data, scoring the data, and doing analytics and intelligent storage. That's so the third pillar of the transformation is AI, which is the Think of it as the brain behind everything. 
And then once AI processes all the relevant data, it's then put into something called a blockchain. And blockchain is a digital ledger technology where relevant pieces of data are stored. So when, you know, when the cameras are tracking you, think of it as it goes to the cloud, it analyzes your good behavior or bad behavior, the things you do, the things you eat, and it goes and puts all the interesting data on a blockchain, which is linked to your digital ID. So the blockchain is the fourth pillar of the digital transformation. And then the fifth one is the security guards, the zero trust security guards. So that's cyber security. So depending on what your data is and how your digital ID is linked to your CBDC on a blockchain, you may or may not be allowed access to whatever it is in life. So this is how the artificial intelligence plays a central role in the digital transformation. For AI to get smarter and have more control over you through this transformation, it needs more and more and more data. So think of it as AI is the beast system. And the beast needs food. The more food it gets, the smarter and more powerful it gets. And the data conduits for the food are the sensors, the cameras, the LED lights, the smart city infrastructure, and the 5G and 6G uh, microwave towers and the infrastructure. So the only way to stop the beast is by cutting down the data or starving the data by removing or undoing the smart city infrastructure because that is what we can see, it's what we can touch, and it's what we can undo. So it's really important to raise awareness. This entire infrastructure has been put up without the public's knowledge. No public was consulted in any part of our country or the world. We didn't ask for this infrastructure of surveillance and data collection, but it's been put up and it's been put up without our permission on our land to harm humans and harm animal health and harm the natural uh, nature in itself. So right. it's really a diabolical agenda that people need to recognize and do something about it in your local neighborhoods. So working with um, and fighting against the city councils implementing the cities and counties implementing this in your local neighborhood is imperative. We've gone way too long putting our heads in the sand, trying to raise families and work. And I know there's a lot of stress out there, except that we have not been v vigilant in stopping the cities and counties from doing this because basically we're telling them to build a prison for us, an invisible prison. We're saying, go ahead and build it. If we don't show up, we don't fight this. And it's the cities, they're reliant on the cities to be able to put all this infrastructure in. So we have got to fight it and get the infrastructure out or not let them put this up, correct? That's right, but uh, that's partially right. It's not just the cities. So the way it's being done is it's being done through infrastructure bills and the COVID bills that were signed, uh, you know, pre-Biden by Trump and then infrastructure bills signed by Biden. So there was a lot of, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of money. And then it was pumped through public-private partnerships in the name of sustainability. So it includes a class of companies that are the telecom companies or the tower companies. Um, it includes money given by these companies to local contractors uh, who install all this equipment at night when people are asleep. Uh, it includes um, 
making deals with the Department of Transformation, uh, Transportation in every state, that's at the state level, uh, where they've gone and given money to the states in exchange for that money. Uh, they give up rights and they say, we'll install all this very nice infrastructure for high-speed connectivity and for better roads and better you know, traffic systems, etc. And then at the local level, they use uh, the electric companies as well as uh, city council and county commissions. So these LED lights, for instance, and the sensors and all, they are, they are under this jurisdiction of multiple bodies. But fundamentally, they've gone up where contracts have been signed, and it's really important to get to the heart of those contracts and see how states and local uh, neighborhoods have given up our uh, land rights and our participation rights as free people to the feds. And the feds are really being controlled by the United Nations Charter. We are cattle. We should just start mooing right now if we do not fight this, if we do not try to stop this. And if you don't know what geofencing is, climate action, climate lockdown, final lockdown, blockchain, facial recognition, biometrics, smartwatches, data harvesting, digital IDs, um, CBDC, which is a digital currency, reputation capital, carbon tracking, hidden water, all of the digital leash, zero trust. If you don't know what those things are, you need to know what those are. So I'm going to have to have you back, Amon, because there's way too much to talk about on what's already here. And I appreciate you speaking out um, with the expertise of where you're coming from um, in uh, in the cameras and all the things that you were uh, doing with your career, too. So I appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. Where can people go for more info? Uh, I have uh, some social media uh, accounts from Facebook, uh, YouTube, Patreon, Twitter, and Instagram. So people can find me on any of those. Thank you so much, uh, Aman, for coming on the Alex Jones Show today. Really appreciate you and all your efforts. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. And I've heard this from hundreds of people, but it happened again last night. I leave here at about five o'clock. I'm out of gas. I pull over at a gas station and I've got a problem with sweets and I go, I want an ice cream sandwich. So I go into the store and I get an ice cream sandwich while the car's gassing up. And I walk up to the man, a Hispanic gentleman, older gentleman behind the counter. He says, Alex, I'm a big listener of yours. And I said, well, thank you. He goes, well, how's everything going? And I said, well, they're trying to shut us down. He goes, yeah, me and my son and others listen, but we've not been supporting you because we don't want our money going to those people that sued you. And I looked at him and I said, have you not been listening? I explained, we have two to three years of appeals. None of the money you buy products now goes to those people. All those billion dollar numbers are made up to make you give up. None of the money you buy products for goes to them. He goes, well, aren't you in bankruptcy? I said, chapter 11, subchapter five, that's a reorganization because if we didn't do that, they would be able to have the state courts put padlocks on this building and shut it down. You understand? Plus we were out of money. He goes, oh, and I said, listen, don't, I'm not mad at you. I appreciate your past support, but believe me, the money you send to buy products that are in stock ready to ship to you does not go to those people. The only people that can shut us down is you. None of the money that you spend buying products goes to the Democrats and them. In fact, they don't want to settle. They said they want to shut down. You've seen them on TV. So we have two to four years. The average is about two and a half years of appeals, maybe three. 
and it's all rigged. Who knows what will happen by then? We have, we're on the verge of nuclear war. Staying on air is what matters. And so understand that. I'll be the first person, if we're going to get shut down, to tell you. I will give you the truth 100% on my soul, on my children, that you've been given nothing but the truth. I see through a rose color darkly. I make mistakes, but I'm 99% accurate when it comes to this stuff. 95% when it comes to news. And people know that. That's why they hate me. Because there's real people in the universe, folks. There's not just evil people. I'm real, okay? I'm 100% real. I love being real. It's, it's everything I am. It's my identity. So as long as you buy products at InfoWarsStore.com that empower you, enrich you, we're going to stay on air. Every dime's going to stay on air because I spend every waking hour trying to focus my soul and my intellect to tell you the truth. Because let me tell you, it's easy to tell lies. It's hard to tell the truth because you got to actually figure out what the truth is. I sit there and man, I split hairs and I focus and I meditate and I cogitate and I just really give you everything I got to really tell you exactly what I think, exactly what I believe. I am the opposite of CNN and the opposite of ABC and the opposite of Joe Biden. I am a human that believes in you and believes in God and our children, and I won't sell out for nobody. In fact, I love fighting evil. I love not selling out. I love being real. It burns in my bones, like Ezekiel said. <laughs> they can put a gun to my children's head, and I cannot physically, spiritually sell you out. It is impossible. I never in any way do anything that is not 100% to take these people down. So don't feel sorry for me, all I've gone through, and think like I'm some victim. Oh, baby, I'm the opposite. I want to wage war on these people. I want in the ring with these people, and I'm going to bring them down with God's help, and I need your help to do it. The children, they're crying out for people to save them, and nobody's coming if we don't listen to the Holy Spirit and if we don't do it. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com We have the new product at InfoWarsLife.com, BioTrue Selenium. We've had so many requests over the years for selenium, and just recently we were able to source a certified organic bioavailable selenium from mustard seed extract. When you take selenium in the body, it actually benefits the detoxification systems in your body. It helps balance the thyroid gland. It helps detoxify. Selenium is another one of those absolute must-haves. The highest concentration of selenium is in the thyroid gland, but it's actually used all over the body. As a matter of fact, there's 25 genes in the body that are directly dependent upon selenium. So it really is a all-around nutrient that everybody really needs. I'm taking it now every day. This is so key. BioTrue Selenium is the product, the best selenium that we could bring you. We believe it's the best out there at a very, very low price. Exclusively available at InfoWarsLife.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. 